Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Good, I can talk now. One of my favorite things about this movie is when she Hello. puts a coat on over a coat. <laughs> I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. Mine is horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. Action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe I listen to our podcast, you can give them a second chance. Today's pick... On the podcast. Is Carly's pick. <laughs> <laughs> she opened her mouth like she was going to start talking. Oh, <laughs> is my pick... Kate and Leopold from 2001. Yay. Which was released on Christmas Day. I don't know why I put it out there. So 20 years ago Christmas and movie. one week. It appears to take place in April, or at least April is the month that they're in when they go back in time. But So some of it's April. We don't know when they're well, in. It's it New looks York like and there's no New York. Because <laughs> well, they, they don't say it's exactly the same time. They yeah, say they there's don't. a rip in time, but we'll get to that. And when he goes back a week later, it's the same night before yeah. he left. So... You only go back to a specific time. Yeah. So what is significant about that day and time that time has ruptured for it? No idea. Maybe to make sure he doesn't make the wrong choice. Maybe if we got more Stuart. I don't think that's going to explain Maybe if we got more Stuart and less Kate, we would find out. Maybe. Well, that would be a less romantic comedy, more of a science fiction fantasy. I would have liked it better. (laughs) I have questions about their their time travel. This movie did not have have enough answers. Nobody in this movie has answers except for Stuart, and they locked him up. And I just kept expecting um, Stuart and Leopold to fight. Why? <laughs> because Sabretooth and Wolverine. And Wolverine. <laughs> oh, man. Nobody kills right. you but me. <laughs> so this movie was written by James Mangold. Back back. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. He also wrote Ford versus Ferrari. And the Llama Bite. He did a lot of great movies. He also this. directed this movie. <laughs> And then we have also credited as a writer is Stephen Rogers, who is a welcome back to the podcast for Avengers oh. and Stepmom. <laughs> not Avengers. <laughs> I mean, he's been around. He's Captain America. We don't know it's not the same Steve Rogers. You what don't know was his he life. doing when he went back in time? Maybe he was writing movies like Hope Floats, <laughs> Stepmom, Kate been. and Leopold. Could have been. Good use of this it. time. He's kind of a wuss. I could see it. <laughs> we are starring Meg Ryan. Welcome back to the podcast. First appearance Question? on sure. the podcast, which Tony was grateful for because he is not a fan. Really? <laughs> you don't like You've Got Mail? I don't know if I've ever watched it all the way through. That's the one where Tom Hanks has um, poison ivy up his ass. Really? No. no. But that's what they said to the other guys. They're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way up there. Tom, I think Tom Hanks sort of catfishes her in that movie. Really? A little bit. I don't have to watch that now. Yeah... No, sort of, not exactly, but kind of. Does she get the mail though at the end? Yeah, she does get mail. Yes, <laughs> but M A L E doesn't mean. Yeah, she gets she gets mail. But we do have welcome back to the podcast, Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. from Swordfish. Swordfish and someone like you. And I wrote here, we have yeah. now done all of his 2001 movie credits. <laughs> he had three, and those are the three movies we've done. <laughs> Something about this podcast and Hugh Jackman 2001. We were like, we're gonna do them all. Do them all. Because no, you did two out of three though. Early yeah. Jackman is the best Jackman, I guess. I want to say this one might have been the first one, but no, this was like someone like you was first, and this was, was second. Yeah, I read it in the trivia. Okay. Yeah. But these were very early in his movie. Mm-hmm. Well, we can't credits. do his two thousand credits because one of them is really not underappreciated. <laughs> That's true. It made all of the money, and everybody loved it. 
And then we have Welcome Back to the Podcast, Liev Shriver from Scream. He's really good. I like him a lot, and he just does not get a lot of No, he works. doesn't. He should... I, he needs to get more work. He's pretty great in pretty much everything yep. I've ever seen him in. Second that. I think that's the, the last of the Welcome Back to the Podcast. We also have Brecken Meyer, who is from Clueless, and <clears throat> apparently Robot Chicken. A lot of Every, robot chicken on this man's IMDb. I love him and Frank Lindenbash. <laughs> I, I said really to John, wish, yeah. what's he been up to? And John's like, well, he did that movie with Mark Paul Gosler, Frank Lindenbash, which was, or not movie, show, which was a great show. Mm. But he's not terrible. Mm. It's all right. Everybody's on Robot Chicken, though. I've never seen it. They get I everybody. feel like you I skipped like a letter it. in, I wrote, Natasha Leon. It's probably Natasha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From Orange is the New Black. <laughs> She's in that time travel show we watched. And that is her... Or Groundhog Day show. Assistant. Oh, man. I liked that show. This was her first... I liked it for a while. Credit or something <laughs> Why does like she it? need her assistant in this? She's not. She is. A little bit. Oh, she's not? A little bit. I don't think she was. As far as movies go, mean to the assistant. Well, it's, no. not, it's not Devil Wears Prada mean, but shit. She didn't call her at random times. She had regular business hours. She didn't <laughs> hang her coat on her when she walked by, but, you know... She people didn't don't have actually to go do get that her the stuff. shirt. <laughs> this seemed like a realistic portrayal of how people treat their assistant. I feel like I'd be really nice. I mean, to my she assistant. let her read a romance novel. This is at the person who wanted to bring me coffee. And she didn't interrupt her before the last page. This is the person who like keeps you together. You want to be really nice to them. Yeah. Like, oh hey, it's you know flag day. Take the day off. You're really nice <laughs> to strangers in general, though. I try to be nice to strangers and people who cr- prepare my food. <laughs> her boss JJ was Bradley Whitford. Uh-huh. From The West Wing and Get Out. Mm-hmm. Viola Davis. Oh, she is a welcome back to the podcast. That's why I wrote her down. She is the cop that gives him the ticket mm-hmm. for the dog poop. That's Viola Davis. And, and she <laughs> was in Suicide Squad. <laughs> and he reacted really well to a black woman giving him a ticket. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he just seemed like that was something that happened. And that did not happen in 1796. No, there were <laughs> black people in England. Yes, but and that were in the upper class. That were not police officers. Women, women were not police officers. That's true. Like, and he... But, but you... That would be strange to a person. Yes, but <laughs> it's not because she's black. It was more because she was a woman. Either way. He reacted. He, like, no sold it. Like, it was no big deal. I don't know. He was more concerned about, you mean you want me to handle this poop? <laughs> I am a gentleman. Pick up the poop, dude. And then um, his uncle I wrote down because he was familiar to me. Paxton Whitehead from Back to School. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then um, Otis, his man, Philip Bosco, was from The Money Pit and Hitch. And he looked familiar to me as well. So I wrote those people down. But that's it. The budget was $48 million. And cumulative worldwide gross was $76,019,048. So... What did it get? It did all right. It has a 51% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 62% audience score, a 44% Metacritic, and wow. a 6.4 on IMDb. That's high for Metacritic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure didn't say, was it four for Metacritic? <laughs> <laughs> you just wrote it twice? <laughs> Metacritic is weird, really weird. It is. Some movies you think are going to be low, and you go look on there, and it's like 80, and you're like... I was looking at a movie the other day. I'll see if we do... Ah, I trying to remember what it was, but the Metacritic was higher than the Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. <laughs> well, that's weird. And then every once in a while you think, oh, it's going to be middle of the road, and it's like 12. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird, but it helps us get more movies. So I have my two reviews. The first one, 
is from KM379. Mm-hmm. One out of ten. Ah! This movie was a disaster. Mm-hmm. I absolutely hated this movie. Yeah? My sister made me watch it with her. It was an awful experience. <laughs> it was a waste of my time. Wow. I could have don't, done don't something better with my time. I could have watched Star Trek, The Wrath of Khan. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Which there, is, mean, that would, there is that. <laughs> that would have been a better use of your time. I agree. I could have watched 13 Going on 30, which is only a smidgen better than this film. A Jennifer Garner movie? This came out, this this review was done in 2004, so it was pre-Ragnarok, just so you know. Um, Unfortunately, my hate for this movie cannot be summed up in one measly post. I am posting this to let the world of IMDb users know that I have contempt for this film. I shudder to think which users gave this vote a 10. I gave this movie a vote of one. That is all I have to say. Again, well, well, I, good. At least they gave us a one, not I a feel six. Like, <laughs> I feel like if you hold the movie in contempt, a one is the appropriate rating. <laughs> well, it's not the first time we would have heard, this is the worst piece of dog trash I've ever heard in my life. Four Seven out of ten. ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then on the other hand, Emily Oust gave it a ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. The boy from Oz excels again. For any fan of Hugh Jackman, I definitely suggest this funny, romantic, and well-thought movie. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Carly can't even get it out. <laughs> Just the well-thought part. <laughs> and she like, I have questions about time travel. I'm like, I got no answers. <laughs> I got some questions about the romance and about the funny. Not gonna lie. Like, there's, a, there's a lot of plot oh holes in this. She's like, it's so well-thought out. I was like, you know how time works? <laughs> Those aren't plot holes, babe. Those are wormholes. <laughs> Goodness. Some people yeah, may disregard it for its predictability, but isn't that the case for any romance movie? Meg Ryan, perhaps, is getting too old for such a role, but her performance was still of a high standard, and I really enjoyed it. Well, she has Peter Shriver was also superb, and I loved his comic take on his role. Purpose for or by accident. So. Old Peter Shriver, um, that old they, scamp. This is... <laughs> A lot longer than I needed to do, but although for those few people out there who turn their noses up at a light, enjoyable movie, I direct this to you. A movie is a movie, and in most cases, a movie is made purely to entertain, rarely, no rarely concealing a deeper meaning or whatever some of you may be looking for. As for the entertainment side of things, I honestly find it fantastic and a great Damn movie well. to sit down and watch. So that's why I picked that. I feel like most movies are trying to conceal a deeper meaning <laughs> and ain't quite getting it. Like Wonder this Woman? One, not. This Where she flies? This one is purely for you. your entertainment. It's way too early to be talking about Wonder Woman. Oh, that's so underappreciated. It didn't make any money. All right. So what do you th- what do you think going into this movie, John? I thought, oh, Hugh Jackman, <laughs> Meg Ryan. What could go wrong? There's time travel. What? It is a pairing I never would have thought of on my own. Meg Ryan and Hugh Jackman. I never hey, you know would what? have gone, you know what, two actors I want to see together. In you know what, someone is, at some point was like, peanut butter and chocolate, who puts that together? Now, come on. That's true. What do you think, Tony? I, I thought, I'd seen this before, and every time I watch this, I forget how the time travel works, because... It's that bad? They don't tell I you. <laughs> like, I, I swore they jumped in a lake. No. Like, that lake with the bridge. I thought something happened with that lake, and I was like, no. And then every time I watch it, I'm like, it's it's weird that Hugh Jackman and Meg Ryan are in it because I always think Meg Ryan died out before Hugh Jackman started. But it, this, this is, is like that perfect, gray area. This is that perfect cross time. Oh, what about you, Lane? I thought I saw this one time before and never wanted to revisit it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
That's exactly what I thought. Also, I just looked at it. Meg Ryan is seven years older than Hugh Jackman. Now, That's not bad. How often is the romantic lead in a movie an older woman? Never. Very rare. Not unless it's so, a plot point. Seldom. Well, very seldom. I'm yeah, hearing, usually it's a plot yeah. point. Yeah. Like the graduate yeah. kind of movie. There you go. <laughs> It'll be like Hugh Jackman and uh, Diane Weiss or something, you know, or something. But I just looked at that and I thought that was really interesting. Because what do you think about Hugh Jackman and Diane Lane? Let's get that together. I'd, I'd watch like that. I, mean, I like that. Diane Lane. <laughs> Under the Tuscan sun, too. <laughs> I think they'd have a lot Under more the Canadian chemistry. Sun. Yeah. But I just think it's interesting that uh, she's older than him. That is weird. I don't think it was that it big doesn't of a deal. Happen. I don't think that their their age difference is so significant that it makes a deep big deal. No, it's just no. You're right. It is very unusual. Usually, usually, you look it up and you're around. like, "Wow, he's 17 years older yeah. than her." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Usually, <laughs> it goes way the other way. So I just looked at it and I was like, "Wow, that's an interesting because casting every, choice." Well, in Hollywood, men's ages don't really matter. Like um, the Hobbs and Shaw movie. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. Jason Statham is like 25 years older than his sister. <laughs> it's like, um, how the fuck does that work? I'll explain it to you. See, when your dad has kids... No, 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 no. <laughs> Let me stop you because in the movie they have supposedly have grown up together. I There's know. flashbacks of them together. It's like, he's, they're not even close to the same age. I know. I'm just saying, if you have a family like mine, it's completely plausible and I never have a problem with that. I also rarely have a problem with the old guy and the younger woman because, um... My dad is an old guy with a younger woman, hey, and she seems happy. Whatever I say. So whatever. Whatever two consenting adults want to do together is fine with Every me. Time as long as they're consenting out, adults. Yeah. Every time a movie comes out with a huge age discrepancy between the male lead and the female lead, and you see people all over the internet, it's so gross. Why would a woman? And I'm just thinking, oh, you guys don't know my dad. <laughs> but I don't know. I think there's angry. a big thing in some of the... Uh, Facebook groups I'm in about stern brunch daddies. There is a big push, a What's big a love for the man with the gray beard mm-hmm. who looks like. Oh, and it was my daddy dated younger women. I thought it was gross, but <laughs> it was significantly younger. Well, it's weird. They're that, still legal. I mean, mm-hmm. wasn't the woman your dad supposedly married a few years ago like 21? Yeah, but that's the older of the women that he's. Dating, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, girl, he brought the I brought two Thanksgiving when you were younger than me, and I was like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll speak ill. But the there's day. there's a there's an icky factor if they're under 21, but yeah. it does but a lot of times they're not. They're like in their late 20s with like a 40-year-old I mean, yeah, man, and that's yeah. not gross, that's just a preference. Yeah. Exactly. But I just thought it was interesting because you don't often see, often see it the other way around. Mm-hmm. And they never really talk about hold how old she is, although she yeah. does look her age in this movie because the makeup department is not doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, the makeup department is 19 years old, right? So <laughs> I don't know. She had some bags under her eyes. There was a couple of times I was like, put on some lip gloss, something. <laughs> it is so funny that there's so many times I watch a movie and I'm like, I wish Elaine could be here to comment on this because I don't know anything about makeup, but I know that looked bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nowadays I notice usually when a character has too much blush on, and I'm like, that was a choice. You know what I notice every time now? When Chris Pine has makeup on. Yeah. Because uh, what yeah. was that? Um, the, this Means War, we found mm-hmm. out he wore a bunch of makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whenever I see him now, I'm looking, and you can see the, the amount of makeup that that a man has A lot of times on. you can see the amount of makeup that they're wearing, but yeah. it's not always obvious in but, a bad way. <laughs> but him specifically, I look for because it, it was a thing. Like, I'm sure everybody's got makeup on. Like, look you know. at those pink cheeks. Woo! <laughs> yeah, Captain America yeah. a couple of times has on way too much blush. 
I know rosy cheeks are as American as apple pie, but oh my god! <laughs> and thank Except you for Hugh this Jackson. He's, you know, he's badass. <laughs> well, they do a lot of CGI to their faces now too. Yeah. Wow. Oh man. All right. That's how Luke um, so. is not game in Mandalorian. There. <laughs> well, I just like I remember I said it before, but like if you watch Avengers and you watch Infinity, whatever the last End Game was, like Downey Jr. looks younger. Yeah. <laughs> when they do close ups, they're like, wow. They really like he smooth said, everything yeah, out. Some stuff, and stuff, yeah. yeah, what one were you watching yesterday? Winter Soldier? Oh, he good movie. looked No, Civil War. Oh, good movie. Not so young in that one. <laughs> There's only a couple that you're like, eh. Like, why are we watching Captain Marvel? No. <laughs> Alright, so this movie opens Boy. in 1876 mm-hmm. at a rally, I guess. It's like a big s- ceremony because they're building the Brooklyn Bridge. Mm-hmm. No, no, they're it's making not, an erection. It's not <laughs> complete yet, though. I don't fully understand why we're having this ceremony. Erection. <laughs> For the erection. There you yes. go. Well, maybe it's just a press, a press conference. They, there was no, um, like, radio That's true. or TV. <laughs> they didn't have shit to do, so it was like, hey, we're all going to get together to talk about yeah. the erection. I mean, maybe they were talking about how they were going to connect the two sides. Maybe. That could have been a big... Technological marvel, maybe how they I mean, connect. This was them. a big technological marvel mm. at of the time. So, so Leopold is there because he's very interested in this erection. He thinks it as all is, men are always interested in a big erection. <laughs> it's the grandest erection he in the world. It is huge. It's a big, big deal, and this will be like one of the wonders of the world, especially if it lasts longer than four hours. <laughs> And you gotta go see your doctor. <laughs> oh man! So he sees a man he doesn't recognize using a device he has never seen before, which is a small handheld camera. Your camera, yeah. Which in you know two thousand one was like, oh, it's that little spy camera. In twenty twenty, is like, what is that bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, they they have people walking around with like you have the separate guy with the bulb. Yeah. The cameras are so big, and then he sees this little man taking shots with. Can't quite figure he out what the hell know he's what doing. Because yeah. it's so far outside of his realm of what is possible. Mm-hmm. So he uh, he tries to follow the man, but the man gets away. And then Leopold goes home to prepare for tonight's ball, and is chastised by his uncle, who wants him to forget about his silly inventions and ideas, and live in reality. The reality is we're broke, and you need to marry a woman with money. He is the third Duke of Albany. And, Albany. Uh, Albany. 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 I guess it depends where you're from. I mean. <laughs> I think he's from Albany. Or maybe well, he was raised Albany. in England, but they sent him to the U.S. No. because he hadn't found a wife yet. I know, but and, the, and Albany, New York is named after the Duke of Albany. That's a real thing. I'm aware. But, you know, and we change the way things are said. That's true, we do. But anyway. Like a Chris Sandwich? A croissant sandwich. A croissant? So at the ball, he is introduced to Miss Tree Mm -hmm. of Uh, the Schenectady Trees. Now, I haven't watched this movie. That's always just a fun thing to say. (laughs) Usually, I I watch the movie within 24 hours of us recording. But I did not rewatch this movie since I was prepared to do this episode a week ago. (laughs) We didn't get to do it. (laughs) I'm sorry. And I didn't write Schenectady. I'm surprised I remembered that. How could you forget the trees of Schenectady? Is that like the, the Twin Pine Mall or oh. the 
Lone, Lone Pine, Pine Mall. Mall. Well, it is now. And he dances with her, but... That's how time travel works. <laughs> he doesn't make That's it through the whole dance <laughs> because he doesn't give a crap about this girl. He's not interested in her at all. And he's distracted because that man is back. And he's taking pictures again with that contraption. Well, he doesn't know he's taking pictures. Yeah. He knows he's yeah, doing he's... something with a little square or rectangle. And he, he's an inventor. He, so he goes upstairs, so he follows him to his own chambers. And he's like, um, what are you doing? These, these are my inventions. These are my personal <laughs> papers, sir. And you were in my room. And uh, the man You're about runs. to get a colonial ass kicking. He runs again, and uh, this time Leopold is able to catch up with him at the site of the erection. <laughs> <laughs> and what a massive erection it is. And the man is climbing, 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 and he follows him, and he's like, dude, just tell me who you are. You don't have to jump off this bridge. You're going to die. And it's not quite a bridge yet. It's still an erection. Okay. Another <laughs> drip off the erection. And the man basically... It's two really long ledges yeah. at this point. Yeah. It's not a bridge yet. Still giant erection. But the man gets all the way up to the top and is like, no. He's <laughs> like, it's fine. <laughs> and he's hanging. And, and Leopold he's, is like, no, you're going to fall. And he's like, just let go. It's he's fine. like, it's fine. Let go. Let go. And Leopold's like, no. And then they both fall. They both fall. And then, bam, 2001. I think. <laughs> they don't really say, but we're going to go with that. It doesn't even say, like, modern times. Or... <sighs> so we cut to an elevator. Kate is headed home, and the elevator starts acting funny. She makes it inside. That's how time travel works. No. And she draws a bath before being distracted by a lot of noise upstairs. In this universe, this is how time travel works. Yes, we'll get to the point where they're like, oh, <laughs> elevators are gone, except for the shaft. Nobody knows what it is. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's true. Nobody forgets about elevators. They just know they're all broken. <laughs> so if this guy's not around to create them, everybody knows that this guy should have created them and didn't, and they're all waiting around for it, so no. they build the structure for it, and they're like, only, wait a minute, it's only, Maybe only Stuart knows that he invented the elevator. There's no way we could figure out a pulley in a string. <laughs> There is, there is that theory that if someone so didn't create, you know, soda cans, would someone else have done it? Parallel thinking. Mm-hmm. All right. So she creeps up the fire escape and looks in her upstairs neighbor's window. And her like a neighbor. fucking pee pee oh <laughs> What the hell? So she, what? This is not. So at this point, okay. I don't know if they had like a relationship or nothing. All I know is that this woman decided she was just going to go upstairs and stare through someone's window. And when you find and out, and it looks have... like they're about to bone down, you know. And she's like, "Yeah, let me get in on this." <laughs> and you when you freak. find out that they had a relationship, it's even worse. Right? <laughs> she's about to go to Pound Town, and we have lurkers. She dumped him. She should not be spying on him. And it's mm. even creepier if you're spying on your ex. Just saying. But it's a rom com, and that's a standard it is issue. Weird. Also, I have a bit of an issue with the fact that she ran a bath. It was completely ready, and she's still fully dressed, but barefoot creeps up the fire escape. Oh my god, barefoot! I said that to John. I said she has no shoes on on a New York City fire escape. Yeah. I don't want to get in that bath water. What's in your feet? Oh, man. Anyways, I once saw a bathtub try to eat a kid once. It was... So Stuart is the man who yeah. who fell off the erection, <laughs> who was in the past spying. And uh, he is doing something with someone up there. And then she goes back downstairs and calls him because he has her Palm Pilot. (laughs) And she wants him back. All right, now, kids, a Palm Pilot. (laughs) Tell me. (laughs) A Palm Pilot is kind of like your your smartphone, but it doesn't make phone calls. (laughs) 
And it only kind of makes emails, and it's really slow. It was like a little electronic calendar, calendar. that sometimes could send emails. If you were... <laughs> kind of. If you are plugged into the wall. And he's like, look, I don't know where it is, and I don't have time for this right now. And he hangs up. And then he looks up the Duke in his book of royalty. His, his debrets. And he... Uh, happens, wait a minute. So this guy <laughs> just happens to have a book of English royals in maybe, his house. Don't maybe. you? No. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Three, four, my let you borrow. Okay, well, yeah. he was researching time travel, so if is he, he was very interested yes. in this okay. specific Does he look person, like Hugh Jackman? It is Hugh Jackman. I would oh, okay. say, we don't know 100% how much he knew about this particular time portal, but he was able to theorize exactly where it would appear, so maybe he was also able to theorize exactly where it would send him, so maybe sure. he had the Book and, of Royals because And he would theorize who was going to be there when he popped out <laughs> in a city. I mean, because I'm going to give you that it was significantly small. But maybe he was doing research into who he might perhaps encounter in that time frame. So he got a book of royals. Maybe he jumped in once, took a look around, saw what the date was, came back. And, no, he said that it was his first time. Oh, he did? That's why he was taking the picture. Uh-oh. Damn. Hello. And they never tell us what Stuart's job is. He's got one of those movie jobs. I think I he makes like, books. Is he like a college professor or something? Because he's surrounded by books and music. And he mu- I'm sure he's independently wealthy. I don't know. Yeah, what he, he, he makes boats, but doesn't sell them. <laughs> you he makes boats and sends them back in time. He doesn't have a warehouse. There's nowhere for <laughs> so he boats. He made Moses' his boat. Help Noah. So his dog is barking, 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 <laughs> barking. And um, and Kate uses a shock collar remote to shock the dog. Look, this is also okay. fucked up. Oh, you yeah. You steal your boyfriend's shot collar remote and then use it to shock his dog when he's barking? Yeah. It's not the dog's fault. That's fucked up. I didn't think she stole it. Oh, she definitely stole it. Why else would she have it? Maybe they like she... a bone on her couch and the dog would bark. Okay. Do you think she... they just shot the dog? I don't know. Do you think she bought the shot collar and put it on her boyfriend's dog? No. Because that is ten times more. Let me ask you a question, Carl. Do you think no. it, that she should be shocking the dog? I j- no, I don't think that at all. But I just, I just assume that. After this when scene, they were I was hanging like, out in her well, apartment, they would use it sometimes when the dog was getting Well, after this scene, I was like, you know who's on my short list for least favorite character already? The peeping Tom who likes to shock dogs <laughs> yeah. for no and fucking reason. It's supposed to be funny because she shocks the dog, so he takes the collar off the dog, and then he gets shocked. And this yeah. is apparently the whole reason she shocked the dog, just so she could shock him, which is fucked up. Yes, it is. She's so how many person. times oh, no. does she continue to shock that dog until he takes the collar off? How many times? I don't know. I don't... I've, We're the idea of a remote control <laughs> shocking collar... But anyway. So, uh, Stuart apologizes to his dog, takes the collar off. She pushes the button again, shocks him, and uh, and then calls him back. And they discuss how they aren't together anymore. And she's like, what the hell is going on up there? And you don't have to lie to me anymore because we're not a couple and I don't care what you're doing up there. Evidently, you do. You peek through the window. uh, (laughs) All evidence to the contrary. And he's like, look, I took a walk in 1876 today and the Duke followed me home. And she's like... (laughs) I gave half their population viruses, (laughs) so they'll be wiped out soon. She's like, and he um, brought back some weird viruses that yeah, we have died out, and we don't have to worry about that. Exactly. She's like, how about you tell me the real truth? So he's like, okay, uh, I went to an Apple convention today, and this dude is a hacker that I met when we went to Columbia, and we went out. He got really drunk, and he passed out. And she's like, okay, fine. 
And then the next morning, Leopold wakes up and accidentally turns on the TV. It scares the shit out of him. <laughs> but to be fair, that would. Yeah. And then he accidentally turns on the radio, and it is really loud. Because if you were to wake up suddenly in the year 2150, mm-hmm. some things would well, be if different. If my bitch of an ex-girlfriend keeps shocking me, I would have my stereo up real loud, too. If my bitch of an ex-girlfriend kept shocking me, I would have her arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gotten rid of the collar. There's that, that too. You never should have had in the first place. True. But anyway. I think she bought it because she's terrible. She hates children, dogs, and old people. It's known facts. All right. <laughs> That's so not the movie. music wakes up Stuart and Bart, the dog, pulls down Lane's his bringing gate, back a tin cup. And it is chaos. And when the uh, once Stuart gets the dog back in the kitchen and turns the TV and the music off, Leopold is like, where am I? What's going on? You need to tell me shit right now. And Kate can hear them yelling and pops down the fire escape again. What? <laughs> it's her fucking business. Yeah. And Leopold is freaking out about how he is not in the future. And this is not New York. And she's like, it is. You are in New York. And she's like, "How? I have a question about my Ram. my computer. And, and Leopold is looking at her like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. She's like, and he says, what's a compooper? <laughs> because she's like, they don't have that yet. No. So you're not a hacker. Kind of. <laughs> they have things that compute, but not that compute. And she's mad about this because he told you one thing and you didn't believe him, so then he made up shit. Also, why is it your fucking business why some other dude is in this guy's apartment that you're not dating? Now, I will say, I, I have lived in apartments before, and I usually prefer to live on the higher level because it's miserable living underneath people who like to yell and stomp around at all hours. So <laughs> the clogging problem. Better than the rat problem. Dude, they, I really like they the go fence. Round and round. I like the one the fencing problem. Yeah. <laughs> so Stuart closes the window and he's she's like, I just want my palm pilot. And he uh, he puts it in a bag and puts it on the balcony landing at the fire escape. And he's like, Look, Leopold, you can't go wander around New York City. It isn't safe. And he gives him some drawings and is like, look, I would be honored if you would look at these. And then he goes to walk the dog. He's an inventor, you see. I guess a, a researcher, at least. He, uh, while they're waiting for the elevator, a neighbor lady comes out in the hall with her trash. And Bart tries to follow her and won't get on the elevator when the doors open. Stuart tries to pull him and falls down the elevator shaft. Because in this time travel, now that the creator of the elevator is gone, the elevator's gone. I think the elevator was still there. I hope it was, because Stuart lived on the 8th floor. And that leash, maybe 20, maybe 30, it's an extendable leash, but he fell really far. (laughs) So I hope the elevator was like hanging around, at least on the 2nd floor. (laughs) It <laughs> just didn't pop I'm, up. I'm still baffled by the fact that the shaft is still there. Nobody knows what an elevator is. but, <laughs> but Because uh, this guy traveled in time, elevators don't work. Why do you but, call him a lift? A lift? He's from England. He is. Maybe well, he came up later. Maybe. I did not research who actually invented Why the not? elevator. Was it the Duke of Albany? Was he from England? I don't Everybody know. Everybody grabbed their phone. <laughs> did he call it the elevator? Did he call it a lift? And later we called it a bell. I don't know. 
just don't do the kind of research we need yeah. down there. But uh, who actually invented the elevator and who got credit for it? There's a whole lot. Well, oh, Elijah yeah. Graves Otis invented the safety brake for a lifting platform. One year yeah. later, in, in 1853, he founded the Otis Elevator Company in Yonkers, New York. Oh. All right. So uh, that's a thing. So it wasn't the Duke of Albany. And that happened before this <laughs> I mean, the movie because he took a walk in 1876. <laughs> so elevators already existed. Anyway. Um, Do you think that this movie is based on facts? Do <laughs> you think this is a real-life depiction of actual events? New York's a thing. So, anyway, the collar on Bart saves his life, basically. And, luckily, it comes off of the dog, so it doesn't kill the dog either. <laughs> seen, seen a couple of YouTube videos on that. So, meanwhile, Leopold figures out how to use the toilet and shave and get stressed in time for Kate to come back because Stuart forgot to give back the stylus or the pointy thing um, for the Palm Pilot. Leopold talks to her a little and he says research is a fine advocation for the female mind. He says he once courted a librarian because she does market research. He also tells her he feels as if they've met before. She says that's unlikely and goes to leave, but sees Bart in the hall and then chastises Leopold for letting him out in the hall and is like, look, you need to take him out. He needs to go out. And hmm. uh, I found, then she's like, come on. I found <laughs> Prince Leopold, Duke of Albany. He looks nothing like you, Jackman. No. And he died because <laughs> he was a hemophiliac. Mm, that's no nice. mention of elevators. Mm. That's but he did, have a, he did have a wife named Kate. That's not true. <laughs> His was he married to Miss Tree of the Trees of Schenectady? <laughs> nope. Helena. His wife's name is Helena. Oh, man. Helena so. and Elaine are both versions of Helen. Thanks. So on their way out of the building, they overhear the dude at the front desk on the phone about the elevator. She introduces Lionel. She calls Leopold Lionel for a while. She calls him a bunch of different names. Yeah. A couple different ones. To the building manager, I don't know, recept front desk dude. They, It's not the doorman. No. <laughs> the dude downstairs at the building, and he's like, this is Stuart's friend, Lionel. And, uh, and then she heads to work, and she realizes Leopold is following her, and is like, no, you go the other way to find the patch of grass for Bart to do his business. And then after she leaves, Bart takes off after some poodles and pulls Leopold into the road where he almost gets hit by multiple cars. And then Kate arrives at work to find out her boss has returned from London and will be sitting in on one of her meetings today. What did he say? What were his exact words? And then he pops up. He's, like, He's behind me, isn't he? <laughs> I said, I'm going to come to your meeting. <laughs> also, I'm back. I always love that when they're talking to a person like, he's behind me, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Leopold gets a ticket for refusing to pick up Bart's poop. Which we talked about earlier. Yeah. She's lucky that they didn't have Enchantress go get him. Gifts upset me because he gave her, her his name and then she just took his mail out of his pocket and decided his name was Stuart. That could be anybody's mail in my pocket. I could be delivering this letter. You can't yeah. just give a, I told you my name. Well, she didn't believe because his <laughs> name was like 27 names long. <laughs> Leopold William matter. Arthur Samuel <laughs> Jenkins III. Decide that this is your name. That bothered me. I did enjoy that he had like 15 names. That's <laughs> funny. All right. So Leopold gets the ticket and then he sees the Brooklyn Bridge. Roebling's erection still stands. 
<laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> and that's 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 not. I don't know why that's funny. And then it's a penis joke. Bart chases some fire trucks and ends up back at their building where Stuart is being wheeled out on a gurney. They're taking him to Goodman Memorial. And uh, he is awake and has been injured, so presumably he did not fall six stories to the he ground. <laughs> or he landed like on something soft. What are you doing with your gum? Tuck and roll, it's because like silly he's not as here. injured as you would think. Yeah. Elaine's playing with her gum. It's bazooka gum, so it's lost all its flavor, so now I'm playing with it. Well, it lost its flavor <laughs> like 20 minutes ago. Oh, Because that's what happens. Well, because I didn't want to get up yet, throw it away. You can hand it to Carly, she'll throw it away. I don't want to tell the company. <laughs> I got it, Carly. Okay. Kate tells the company... Um, why they can't go with either of the options sent to the focus groups for the spokesman for a butter alternative product. One was creepy, and I can't remember what the other one was. But, no better butter. But the shifty. focus groups did shifty. not like either of these dudes, and they're one not dude was shifty. That is right. And uh, well, I mean, nobody wants margarine. <laughs> I can't believe it's not bother. She gets Spray. word. That Stuart called that came and said spring. it was an emergency, but she's like, I don't care about Stuart. I'm busy. I'm at work. And then she falls and spills coffee on her skirt. Or on her shirt. Wah. I turn my page. Stuart also calls Leopold, who is thrilled with this technology, and tells him that he saw the bridge. It was completed. And Stuart's like, why did you leave the house? Stay in the apartment. I'll be back tonight. And he says, well, Kate made me walk your dog. And he's like, stay away from her. She's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's through windows and shocks dogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, all evidence. It's true. So far. A child is in the apartment now, though. And he is Hector. And apparently he watches TV with Stuart when his mom works late. So then they just hang out. Okay. Well, you know what? That's exactly what would happen. I always hang out here and watch TV. All right. All right. Watch TV. So Kate thanks her boss for having a shirt set over for her. And Leopold would be mesmerized by that magical box. Yeah. He has a bizarre talk with her about how she is a rare woman who understands women but skews male. And, and now, it sounded more insulting. He's like, you know, you're, you're a woman, but you're not a woman. You're really a dude. You are an amazing person who <laughs> understands a- what women want, but you're more a dude. It kind of sounded like he thought maybe she was a lesbian. Mm. But this is not what he thought. No, it is not. <laughs> it's it's an odd Which is why it makes this... It's yeah. very oddly written. Yeah. He yeah. calleth the dibs. Yeah, he called it the dibs. <laughs> the highest of dibs. <laughs> so Kate's brother Charlie arrives home and hears something in Stuart's place that intrigues him. Because Leopold is going through the Pirates of Penzance for Hector. Which I saw a TV... I mean, when I was... Younger. Did you ever watch on PBS? They had the stage What's shows PBS? That, Is it like that PBS? they would show on TV. It'd be recreations of plays or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I saw a version of The Pirates of Penzance, and it was so good. Hmm. And I remember it very fondly, I'm sure. Would you like It might to- not even hold up. Who knows? But I always really enjoyed it. And I was super happy when they started singing. <laughs> Maybe we'll go find a, a, a rendition, and we can do that. That'd be fun, huh? The Pirates of Penzance? Yeah, I've sure. never seen it. I've seen it. It's an operetta. Most of it is sung. I don't mind that. That's why Hugh Jackman. I don't mind that at all. I find that extra intriguing. Is there a a video somewhere of Hugh Jackman doing Pirates of Penzance? Maybe. Probably. Maybe. He does a lot of wrong. There's one of him doing Oklahoma. (laughs) Yeah. I want to say somebody famous was in this too. Here, let me look it up. Might have been Hugh Jackman. So, 
Charlie loves and admires, or he loves this, and he admires Leopold's acting chops and his dedication Kevin to Klein. his role. Kevin Klein. Oh, wow. Oh. Kevin Klein was in it. <laughs> we love Kevin Klein. Yeah. And Angela Lansbury. <laughs> Murder, she wrote. <laughs> Linda Ronstant. <laughs> so Kate's assistant heavy is hitters excited in there. <laughs> because she may become the new senior vice president. And she's like, so far, J.J. is just dangling a carrot and doubling the pressure. And someone tells her that Stuart is on the phone. And she's like, I don't want to talk to Stuart. And then they're like, but he's in the hospital. And she's like, okay, I'll talk to Stuart. (laughs) (laughs) And then she goes to visit him. And he's like, I can't believe you let Leopold outside. And she's like, somebody has to walk your dog you just left in the hallway. And, uh, And he's like, keep an eye on him. Because he needs him in the hallway. He fell down an elevator shaft. (laughs) She has no sympathy for the fact that he fell down an elevator shaft. It's a very bizarre situation. Haven't we covered that she's not really a good person? His whole hospital visit is a very bizarre situation. I know. She could rent the Pirates of Penzance on Voodoo, Amazon, or IMDb. The same one? Yes, the Kevin Klein one. Okay. How much will it cost you? It's from 1983. Wow. Four (laughs) bucks. Yeah, I'll, I can't wait to I got a five ski in my purse. I'll give it to you. <laughs> a five ski. <laughs> oh, man. So she's... Put money where like, my hands is. He has to... You have to watch or keep an eye on him so he doesn't do anything stupid because he has to go back to 1876. He has to get married. He has to have children. He has to invent the elevator. And his being here is why the elevators are acting weird everywhere. Hello, like, You ruined this movie saying, by proving that he didn't invent the elevator. The magic is gone. I ruined this movie. <laughs> he didn't invent the elevator. You, took you know what? I'll take that. It really that heat. doesn't matter. <laughs> it does. Why couldn't it's he? It's a movie. <laughs> why couldn't he have? They have gotten the actual guy that invented the elevator to do this. Oh man, they could Otis, have at least. Poor Otis. They could have at least made it He's, the same year that the elevator. This was is invented. a <laughs> or before fictional. The <laughs> A fictional depiction. Fictional characters. Oh man! <laughs> if I was writing a fictional book, I could make myself the inventor of the elevator, and no one could contradict me because in fictional worlds, the writer is God. It's not wrong. Small G. I'm so he says. <laughs> small G. Ah, it's always big G. Unfortunately for Stuart, he says all these things in front of a nurse and another patient. And so now they think he's lost his marbles. Either <laughs> he might have hit his head when he fell down the fucking Dang, elevator right? shaft. The people who work in this hospital are especially terrible. Especially terrible. True. So Kate's like, stop talking, stop talking. People are going to think you're nuts. But he doesn't stop talking. And uh, she's like, look, Leopold is a grown man and he will be fine. And Stuart's like, take this camera and get the film developed so you'll see that I'm telling the truth. And she's like... You need help, Stuart. No, she goes, do you need double prints? But yes. she doesn't take it. You always get double prints. <laughs> you do? Yeah, always. Back you, in the you day? didn't? No. Yes. Why did you double? <laughs> what if one was really good? Then, then you had two. two? Back, so that you could give some to your back mom. far enough in the day, it was not easy to make a second print. <laughs> I took photography in high school, so it's. I know that the process is not difficult. They don't do it like that anymore. Well, no, this is back in olden times. This is back in the last century, as a matter of fact. <laughs> in prior centuries, I learned how to do photography, and none of that is applicable anymore. Yeah. There was like one... That was a waste. Yeah. You couldn't even get film developed at one point. Like, there was only one photo place in the entire United States that would develop actual film. Mm-hmm. There is more now. I want to say like there's a movie. Back, weird. 
that I almost watched a couple times. It's about, like, this special crazy film that they're trying to get developed because it was, like, found in their dad's house when he passed away or something, and and there's, like, nowhere that still develops this kind of film. At one point in the United States, you could not get film developed. <laughs> or, like, um, or something... What was it? It was, like, some kind of special film, like, you... Yeah, there's all kinds okay. of special films. You know that food lying down the street from us? That develops film? Uh-huh. You know, you take that one road next to the gas station. Instead mm-hmm. of that road at the end there, there used to be just a little teeny photo place. You know how they used to have them in movies, mm-hmm. like in jo- as jokes, where it's just a camera and you push it in the river. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was that, just that, what that. movie was that? Police we, Academy. Okay. Yeah, we did that movie on the podcast. It was one of those right there. Leslie. Yeah. Right. I'm going to Police Academy. <laughs> so when go she back gets to our home, episode on the Police Academy. <laughs> she hears singing upstairs and realizes Charlie has come home early. And apparently, Charlie invited Leopold to dinner, which she's not happy about. And Charlie's she, like, be nice. <laughs> she went upstairs again, uninvited again, and got mad because they were having what? A good time? <laughs> they weren't doing drugs. She just doesn't have anything else going on. They weren't watching porn. They were singing musical numbers. Which is the opposite of porn. You came home early. (laughs) You invited someone to dinner, which you are not going to shop for or cook. I went to work, and now I have to cook for you and this random dude you invited over to the house for dinner. (laughs) I mean, she has every right to be mad that she he didn't warn her that he invited a friend for dinner. But on the other hand, also warn me when you're coming home early because if I think I have one more night with the house to myself, and then I find out no, I don't, and you invited people over, I am gonna be pissed. I don't think she has any right. She's way too mad about that. Um, he fucking lives there. I can come home whenever I want. It's my fucking house. But I think you should definitely tell your sister because she may have a no pants policy when you're not home, <laughs> and you don't want to walk in. Your sister not wearing pants. Also, True. the impression we get. There's later no in the movie, way that Meg Ryan has a no pants policy. No, How do you know? But I'm, she didn't even life. take her clothes you don't know off. Her life. She never did take that bath, by the way, in the beginning. There's one point where she, <laughs> where she goes to take a shower and comes out of the bathroom with her hair dry. <laughs> she wore a shower cap. <laughs> Look at me sewing up plot holes. Come at me, bro. But later, um, I can't remember what I. Shower caps are a thing. Don't do that. She, no, she almost put oh, her later, foot on my Charlie bad knee. says that he doesn't uh, do his part around the house. I think Which he, he d- might live there for free or very close to free. Just because he's not. He's an, he's an actor. <laughs> he doesn't have to have a role to be an actor. He, he might have a, a, a starring, a recording role on Duel. So eating with Leopold is odd. Um, he cuts he tater up. tots in half. He wants more courses. Uh, he stands when Kate does, and he talks about how important the culinary arts are where he comes from. So I'll have the next like, course. Shut like, up and eat your food. Yeah. I'm ready I mean, for the next course. There isn't a next course. This what? is what we're eating. It did look awful. It did. <laughs> but you're not supposed to say that. He's supposed, supposed to go. To, well, for all of his really good manners, he should not. Cold tater tots, yummy. <laughs> Everybody loves tots. Not cold tater tots. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I really like the tots when they're actually fried from, and nice and He also wants to discuss Stuart's papers and how it worked, the time travel thing. And she she's like, look, I read the papers because I was his girlfriend for a long time and I'm supportive and I did what I was supposed to do with his girlfriend. But I don't want to talk about Stuart or his stupid time travel ideas. <laughs> and I would like you to leave. 
And, uh, and Charlie loves Leopold and thinks it is so cool that he thinks he's a duke from the 1800s. It's never, it's never <laughs> He thinks he's method acting. Yes. Which is kind of cool. And she's like, but for what gig? And method he's like, you don't have to have cool. a gig. <laughs> There's nothing cool about method acting. There's some Every single scary story about, about someone method acting just makes them a giant fucking douchebag. Well, that's only because Every you only hear the stories about people method acting when they're douchebags. So people go method acting and it's fine. It's like, it's, well, it's uneventful. Hugh Jackman was Leopold. Well, it's not really eventful because he was just Leopold. He didn't do anything stupid. He just walked up and was like, good day, sir. It's not really going to make news. He wasn't news. rude he wasn't to no, the yeah. female police officer. Right. He wasn't no Van Zant from Rain of Fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Jared Leto, Leto was Leto, Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Jared Leto's Joker was, was sending some inappropriate that, gifts. That may be the bad, the bad <laughs> so, one to compare I'm just to. saying, method acting seems to be just yeah, making you a Jack giant Leopold and this Joker. Stuart tries to make a phone call from the hospital room that night. The cord gets caught in some of his roommate's tubes. Which I guess why they have cordless phones if you go to the hospital. <laughs> so you don't hang yourself. And the nurse gets upset and takes the phone. And he's like, You bitch. Do you know about, you look smart. You know about the time space continuum. Can I will tell you that it is broken and I am the only person that can fix it. And I have to leave. And she's like, uh, The doctor is the only one that can release you. And he's like, Well, they call true. the doctor so that I can be well, released. Well, kind of. If he's being held. Um, psychologically, this they can. Before he was being held psychologically, and he can leave. But he also has to be like a danger to himself or others. Yeah, but someone has got to, like a judge or someone's got to be like, was all right, you're not right. Like it wasn't saying, until like, now that he he, they kind of started. But yeah, if they think that, don't think that, then you would just leave AMA. Well, whatever. Yeah. What does she do? She fucking drugs him without his consent. That's illegal. Yeah. It's just so they can to keep shut him up. Yeah, keep the movie. I do believe she'd go to prison for that. <laughs> So then Leopold tries to make toast the next morning and sets off the smoke detector. Kate comes to help him, and he rants about the toaster. Look, he figured out the toaster, so good on him. And she's like, nobody cares if you have to push the toast down twice. Because it eats one and a half times. <laughs> Which? One time is not toast, it is warm bread. Two times is charcoal. <laughs> I don't know. We had a toaster all the time growing up, and one time was always sufficient. Well, there's settings that are you know, <laughs> lighter or darker, yeah. and you just kind of twist the knob until you find where you Ours like it. This tends to be a one-and-a-half-time situation, but I spin it. Like, I flip it and spin it because it's definitely darker in some spots than others. Okay, we so, have a toaster oven, so it's a little yeah. bit different. So Tony yeah. and Carly need a new toaster. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the bad part is that is a new toaster, isn't it? Yeah, I got that it for you like is. a year ago or something. So the problem, too, Sounds with like our toaster one. Yeah. is one of the cats likes to... Step I don't know, I'm on getting Tony for So we have to keep it on plumbing all the time because the if cat I remember, burns I'm gonna get <laughs> So you do need a toaster oven. <laughs> Maybe we'll get him one of those we food ninja ten in one space. For Carly's birthday. Oh, I'm my sister got one of those from her staff, and mm -hmm. she is like, I don't know what to do with this two hundred dollar or however. She's like, it's huge. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a whole kitchen. I don't have space for this. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get one. I'll put like, it on top of the I stove. I don't know where to store <laughs> it. I don't know where to use it. I don't know what to do with this thing. You just gotta find a place that has recipes and stuff. All right, so we're gonna need to get you a food ninja and like somewhere to put it. So maybe like a like a cart. Build your cart. Just <laughs> maybe for your... you're getting really into work. Also, working. maybe you can help we, Tony remodel his kitchen. We blow some fuses in our kitchen. <laughs> 
So Wait, you gotta what? be careful about that too. We blow some fuses. All right. Oh, so, yeah. you the kitchen. so you also need a generator. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a generator. We have a generator. You're, you're getting, getting rather extravagant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need a truck to drop this off. So then he's like, maybe she's like, I don't <laughs> no, care about your toast much. problem. It's toast. And he's like, well, if you had ever awakened to the smell of fresh brioche toast. <laughs> I'm going to say, I really like toast. And I really like, uh, I can see his point here. To- good toast is an experience. <laughs> I went to brunch yesterday and I got an English muffin. And it's like they just he- warmed it mildly. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Could we get a little brown? A little brown on this. See, I like warm bread. I like he says, mild toast. It's got just light. Yeah, there was no toast on this English muffin. Well, then I kick it back. It food. was just warm. <laughs> I mean, I That's ate it because I don't muffin. send food back because somebody's going to spit on it. Yeah, an English muffin, you, you know, need, that, you that, need to be I almost good. said. And it also could, doesn't take long to toast that. I know. <laughs> I almost said, could you toast that extra dark? Which usually I do for toast Charcoal. because I like my toast to be brown okay she likes to be like hard which is i want it crispy but i love toast if i'm eating it like with eggs then yes i want it to be crispy but if i'm making a sandwich i don't want it to be too crispy because then it just breaks (laughs) i like my toast very toasty (laughs) i don't want it warm i want it toasty Mm, but, but he's like, ha- if you had ever been awoken to the scent of fresh brioche smothered in marmalade and fresh creamery butter and she, you would understand that life is not solely comprised of tasks, but tastes. And she's like, say that again. It's like, well, also, asswipe, we have to make this. We don't have a group of thousands <laughs> of people that make us 17 courses every time we want to eat. We got to make That's this true. shit, and we got to go to work. So. And she takes him Sorry. to work because he should be the spokesperson for the farmer's creamery butter. And he's perfect. The other people there aren't really feeling it because he's taking a long time to yeah. do the spot. We'll get and, to that. Uh, and he's dressed... Like a duke from the 1800s, who's going to a ball, <laughs> and uh, and she's like, no, you need to hear this dude, and uh, the focus group loves him, and he is a hit. Her boss kisses him on the head, kisses her on the head. As what? They leave. What? So they're leaving, and her boss comes over and casually kisses her on the head. No, on the no. back of the head. No, it's not okay. It's really no. weird. It's well, not he's okay. He's he is a super creep. Super, super creep. creeping out. He's super <laughs> creepy. I mean. But he's a creep? Super creep. Yeah. Oh, man. What the hell is he doing here? He doesn't belong here. And he's like, we have a, a lot radio to discuss at dinner tonight. And she is super stoked. And then she hails a cab and refuses to take a carriage that Leopold suggests to, and then gets mugged. And I'm mm-hmm. like, cool, Leopold, you're hired. We just need a W10. We need a, uh, <laughs> Do you have your social security number? Social security number? Yeah. Mm. Leopold borrows a, a driver's horse license from the horse and What's carriage. What's a driver's license? And then gets her and catches the mugger. And he's really calm about all these electronic carriages that are just zinging by. Yeah, <laughs> he's really chill about everything. Yeah, like if this was anybody else, like if they, one hundred fifty years in the in the future for you, you're gonna freak the fuck out. How long could you sustain the future panic attack? This is an actual question I'm asking John and Tony. How many I mean, days? Where are we going? But you went a hundred years. years in the future, I'd probably freak out every day. But now? how long could you could stick? Could you? Do you think that you would have a panic attack before you would just be like, "All right, I just accept it all." Shit's weird here. It would probably take months. It would also depend on what we're looking at. Like if you're talking like Blade Runner, where there's just synthetic people and floating cars, then I'd be like, "All right." But if it's like 
Like this fucking, stuff is so like, far, weird or shit. You know, like who knows? Like holograms, gotta, people talking. You got to relate the material. Like if it's him, this stuff that he's you know just being bombarded with, he has no reference to. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what also, any of this is. Also, how much Technology. of that do you want to see? But do you want the whole movie to hit be him going, ah, ah. He's <laughs> I mean, No, you don't. But, <laughs> but he it is, might have improved the movie. But he did come from a time during the Industrial Revolution. So he's uh-huh. not unfamiliar with machines. Right. He's not unfamiliar with the ideas of such technologies, even if they don't currently exist. And he is an inventor himself. So his frame of reference is not like Joe Schmo farm boy. Also, when he goes back in time, he's going to ruin the future because he's going to be like, you know what's going to be great? Automobiles. That's also true. Oh, but, also, but, sorry. but also our fiction. 16 our, Candles. Our yeah. fiction and stuff has made up. us yes. all <laughs> somewhat futurists. Yes. So like we know kind of what's coming. But I'm just also saying, you, can, only, you can only long panic for yeah. so long before your body is <laughs> just going to be like, I can't. Yeah. I can't be surprised anymore. I can't panic anymore. I can't freak out anymore. That's how people that's just how it is. That depends on the person. I'm just saying you keep you keep acting like he wouldn't be chill, but at a certain point you just have to be like, This is what's happening. Oh, maybe he found that other natural thing, weed. <laughs> that's it's that's like, around. Yeah. It's like that Stockholm syndrome and stuff like and, that. And like you can only accept so you can only freak out so long before you just accept. And the actor brother, what's his name? Charlie? Mm-hmm. Looks like the kind of guy who smokes some weed, too. Yeah, Maybe they were, you know. Puff the Magic Dragon? Yeah. Puffing the old Magic Dragon. But oh, it's right. illegal in 2001 in New York. Where would they possibly get that? Uh, not New York. <laughs> in the city of New York, I was. Almost I was smoking some of it. Allegedly. <laughs> it might have been impossible. No, that's a, not people believe the statute of limitations. Didn't the first medical marijuana <laughs> dispensary just open up in Portsmouth? I don't know. Um, I don't think they have yet. They're working on it. But Portsmouth is about to be the place to be. They have casinos and weed. <laughs> so uh, we're moving they, to Portsmouth. They Never thought I'd horse, say that. And then they ride in the carriage. And she is bewildered, and she's like, "Are you for real? Like a real duke?" And he's like, "I was born a duke, but I never really felt like one." How the fuck does he know? Yeah. <laughs> if you are a duke, how you feel is how a duke feels, though, isn't it? Bingo, amigo. I'm not your amigo. That evening, he is going to hang out with Charlie, but offers again to be her chaperone for her dinner with her boss. And because uh, even nefarious intentions, yes, obviously. And he's like, Charlie, what do you think about this? And Charlie's like, I think that when you're looking for somebody to be a spokesperson and your brother is an actor, that you should invite him to audition for the role. <laughs> point. Point. He's got a point. And Kate's like, I didn't yeah. think you were right for the role. He's like, I could do it. But but do you want to work with family though? No, but because still. everything's gonna be like wow, he really sucks. But do you want fired. your brother to make money and move out of your house? Well, you 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 hook him up, but maybe not necessarily with something so close to you. But you would definitely hook your brother up with, if you know at least fucking commercial people. You should be getting him something. It's called but maybe not. Maybe although not I don't think I would trust Brecken Meyer's opinion or two thousand one Brecken Meyer's opinion on butter. How do you know? <laughs> no, no, you're talking about Brecken Meyer. This is Charlie. He's an actor. <laughs> So is Brecken Meyer, and I would not fucking trust his opinion on butter in 2001. So you've watched Clueless. Maybe 2014. He's, a, he's but not zero cool guy. Yeah, you know. zero cool guy. <laughs> I don't think I would trust zero cool's opinion on margarine either. He looks like the kind of person that thinks a hot pocket is a delicious thing. <laughs> no, no, that was so rat. That was Brecken Meyer. <laughs> no. Matthew Lillard. That was rat. Brecken Meyer was in a movie with rat, and I'm sure they had... 
road trip. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure they had plenty of Hot Pockets. <laughs> People who like margarine also like Hot Pockets. Either of those things are good. Uh, they're are both good. edible, but that don't make them good. I like Hot Pockets. You know, hot Pockets. I'm going to know. <laughs> I've partaken pizza rolls on occasion, so I have nothing to say. I prefer pizza bagels. Because oh. when pizza's out of bagel, you can eat pizza, pizza anytime. anytime. <laughs> See, now, if I'm going to have a frozen treat, it's going to be taquitos. That's Although we can't stop. Carly, what are you eating, like, every other day? Those damn Oh, uh, there's goat these cheese. goat cheese bites that Jesus, are available in the freezer section. Mm. I am a little addicted they to Rally's frozen fries. They have a picture of that lady who does, like, country cooking or, like... Paula uh, Dean? No, no, she has red hair. No, Paula Dean got canceled. She, yeah. She's, like, on the prairie or something. I don't know who she is, but... A lady um, with red hair on the prairie? She she does. Reba? No. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who she is. Oh, Jolene. It's Jolene. No. Jolene. But she Jolene. has a cooking show, and it's all like her giant family in, I don't know, yeah, Oklahoma or Utah or Montana or something. And <laughs> Anyways, and she has red hair. So Kate goes to the dinner with her boss, and he laughs about what he thought when he saw Leopold. And he's like, but you're not sleeping with him, are you? So I guess that's my job. Reed Drummond? No. I don't know her name. Oh, let it go. Is that her? I think so. (laughs) I googled redheaded lady with cooking show. (laughs) I was doing that, but I got a gossip girl alert. The pioneer woman. (laughs) The pioneer woman. woman. See? Yeah, that's her. I wasn't that far off. (laughs) Anyway, that's what I had for dinner last night was goat cheese bites. She has some TV show on some channel that nobody watches. So, Charlie takes Leopold out and introduces him to his I mean, friends. And really a lady I think about a redheaded he's pioneer woman, in. I think a Dr. Quinn medicine lady. woman. Mm. Patrice. Patrice. Bariba. And back at Kate's dinner, JJ is showing her pictures of the property he bought in England and says she'll have to come see it in person. He also invites her to the opera this weekend. And she's like... So, wait, he's broke. This is weird. <laughs> he's not broke. No. JJ is JJ, JJ, right. No, he's not broke. Charlie is doing a bit of a show at his outing that no one seems to be particularly interested in. And Leopold tries to help him, but ends up being the, the one everyone is interested in. That's he's because in- he's intriguing. Yes. Well, he's also Hugh Jackman. He's interesting. <laughs> he's very handsome. He's handsome. He has intriguing bulges under his pecs and over <laughs> top of Look, his... He's a he's, handsome fella. Yeah. He's handsome and polite. That's intriguing. Yeah. He's like, hello, madam. And Charlie like, was Whoa. like doing a performance, and Leopold is having a conversation. Yeah. Because <laughs> Charlie is every dude in New York. He's something different. Because yeah. Charlie is just every dude before he realized. No, no, not every dude in New York. Every dude ever. That's not true. Until you realize that what other people want is just for you to listen. And then you take turns listening, and then you add to the conversation. I'm sorry, what was that you said? Charlie is not happy about this. And he's like, look, I would have gotten Patrice's number if you hadn't interfered. And Leopold's like, no, this is her number right here. <laughs> and, she, and he's like, she gave you her number? He's like, for you. <laughs> she didn't give it to me until I told her that you were interested, but you were afraid she was being courted by another, and you didn't want to be vulnerable. <laughs> and Charlie's like, Charlie's like, dude. And he's like, look, women respond to sincerity. And Patrice didn't know you liked her because you never remove your tongue from your cheek. And no one wants to be romanced by a buffoon. I mean, it's true. Facts. (laughs) It's not wrong. Leopold's like, call her tomorrow and think of pleasing her, not vexing her. And uh, he's like, we should retire. Kate should be home by now. And Charlie's like, eh, she's probably not home by now. 
And he's like, the restaurant she's at is right around the corner. Maybe we should stop by. And so they do. Terribly this is bad never idea. a good idea. <laughs> this is a terrible, terrible this idea. This is a dinner she's having with her boss. Yeah. Also, my God, have they been at this dinner for a long time? <laughs> well, maybe it's it was, almost midnight. They said. <laughs> maybe it was on other people's multiple courses. Maybe. <laughs> it was a fancy restaurant. It could have been like a five-course meal. Mm. I've never been to a restaurant like that, but I wish I would. No, because when you have that much food, you. It's just too much food. The, it, the portions are small. Yes, but it's still five fucking courses. I really would like that experience in my life. Okay, What's the fine. melting pot? Your birthday's coming up, right? That one took a long time. Because we did do the three courses. The appetizer, fondue, the meat, Ooh, the meal fondue, the and you? the dessert fondue. fondue. A Yahoo. And that was a long meal. <laughs> I watched a thing about Yahoo, the company recently. Mm-hmm. Wow, they, they could have bought Google. Ooh. And they passed. Bad call, Ripley. <laughs> <laughs> they passed twice on buying Google. Twice? But you, ne- but you never know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there, there's so many of But they bought a bunch of other stuff that of. didn't work out, yeah. and some things did, but one of them was Google. Yeah. <laughs> but if they had bought it, it wouldn't have been Google. Exactly. It would have been Yahoo Answers. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. Kate tells her boss, JJ, she's like, look, I'm confused. I thought we were here to talk about the merger and a possible promotion. Well, he wants we a merger. We haven't talked about anything related to that <laughs> He's looking for he a merger. about his erection. And he <laughs> wants to promote ass. her to his penis. Whoa. And he's like, I've never wow, that's seen vulgar. you this fluster before, and you haven't even kissed me yet. And she's like, I'm sorry. What? what? And she's like, I thought, uh, what? What? kind of relationship are you trying to have because this is a professional relationship yeah she's i'm finally on her side the first time the whole movie i'm on her side it took a while but she should have known that he was going to hit on her when he kissed her on the head well we found somebody creepier creepier than her yeah Mm -hmm. she's like oh creepy's character here hold my beard you would think that she would like him because she likes creepy because she is creepy then charlie and leopold show up and jj's like you should join us it's the duke of marmalade and J.J. tells him about his property uh, that was built in the early 18th century in England. And Leopold is like, I think you've been swindled because I grew up right by there. And that state wasn't there. And, uh, of course, he's talking about in 1876. He's like, in the 1850s or whatever, that was all farmland. farmland. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no. And, uh, mm-hmm. and Kate's like, let's change the subject. And then <laughs> they talk about the opera. And uh, he says that he invited Kate to see La Boheme at the Met, and she turned him down. And would Leopold know anything about that? And Leopold tells him that he's a braggart and a cad, and Kate maybe refused him on moral grounds, as he is her boss. And he tells him off, and then leaves. And Kate... Be the fleas of a thousand camels infest your <laughs> Kate is Or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> because the dinner was upsetting, and then Leopold came and insulted her boss, and mm-hmm. she's having a rough one. Yeah. So she goes home, and Leopold tries to talk to her, and she's like, no. Uh-uh. And she goes to bed. And then Leopold writes her a letter of apology. And what does she do with it? Wax seal. <laughs> I said, please tell me he wax seals that shit. Where did he get it? Did he bring his no, wax seal with him? No, tell me. ate the pen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, That's true. He probably burnt a candle to get some wax. <laughs> I was very and impressed. At that t- in his time frame, they wore the it ring that the was your yeah. seal. So yeah, John wants a signet ring so bad. What's best about it was this scene here where he writes a letter as he takes a bunch of pens and empties them into, <laughs> like, a cup. 
so finds he, a feather, he yeah. starts writing. I'm like, all right, well, I guess no one explained the pen to him. No, but he knew there was ink in there. Also, he, he, he make if you make the quill, you can do the calligraphy. You know, you can't do that with a pen, really. Yeah, you need a special Maybe pen. Maybe just like pen. toaster bread, it wasn't good enough. He wanted what he was used to, so he could write. I mean, there is something special about calligraphy. Want. My mom writes in calligraphy, like when she says Christmas cards and stuff like that. It's really cool. It's awesome. I took a class in it, but I'm bad at it. Very bad. I'm not <laughs> as good as I used to, but I'm not. doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as good as but I used to, but I bet I could do it. <laughs> so, in the morning, Charlie has the letter, and he has made coffee and tries to get Kate to sit down and see the letter. But she's like, nope, I gotta go to work. I have to try to fix this mess. And he chases her down and offers her a kiwi fruit. And she's like, that's a papaya. And while she is distracted, he slips it in her bag. Yeah, slips it in her bag so it's sticking out. And she doesn't fucking notice it until much, much later. In what else? that is boring, Kate finds and reads the letter. And Leopold has apologized for his imbecilic behavior and attributes it, attributes it in parts to alcohol, Kate's beauty, and his foolish pride. And invites her to a private dinner on the roof tonight. And then we see that Stuart has been admitted to the psych ward. <laughs> they appear to think he tried to commit suicide by jumping down the elevator shaft, and it was not an accident. And then he just keeps talking about time travel, and they think he's nuts. Which, I could see how they could get to this conclusion. But poor Stuart. <laughs> also, the unsung I had a friend once film. who was admitted to the psych ward because they thought she attempted suicide, and she could make a lot of phone calls. So the whole idea yeah. that he can't get to a phone, I found baffling. Well, we don't know what kind of restrictions were in 2001's yeah. fake had a couple York. friends, but they were But I do know about that long ago. 2006. Carl is looking at her step camera to get that exactly. Because <laughs> that is around when that happened. Anyways. Um, after I appreciated the fairy dust. <laughs> after the meeting, Kate apologizes to JJ again for last night. And he's like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Charlie and Leopold buy flowers for Patrice and Kate. And Leopold educates Charlie on the meanings of various It's like, you cannot give her orange lilies. That means hate. (laughs) Elaine goes, I really love orange lilies. We're never getting them again. You really love hate. Well, I do. I love orange lilies. (laughs) Every flower has a meaning. Come now. So Kate's assistant, Darcy, convinces her to accept Leopold's dinner invitation and faxes her acceptance to Stuart's house. Yeah, because that's what you want to do with an 18th century duke is fax him. <laughs> you say fox him? No, yeah. fax with an A. What the fuck is a fax? Why does Stuart have a fax in his house? Oh, it's 2001, right, you, you know. He's got what a lot he of random shit in that house. I think maybe he's a college professor. <laughs> no, he's an uh, international man of mystery. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so Interdimensional man of mystery. Whoa. He's a time cop. <gasps> oh. I don't know if he's a cop. <laughs> we see Charlie on the phone with Patrice. With notes that Leopold has given to him as a guide. Have we done time cop? And yet? it works. No, no. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Charlie has a date hold tonight. Hold my beard. Hold my beard. Kate puts on a dress from the back of her closet that she's never worn and goes to freeze on the roof. <laughs> because this dress is sleeveless. Yeah. Everybody else in every other scene of this movie has been in a coat yeah. during the day. She, in fact, in yes, fact she at one point wore two coats. When she, went, when she went to her dinner with her boss, she was wearing a pants suit. That was buttoned with a coat, it's a pantsuit with a coat that was buttoned all the way up to her neck and then put on a trench coat. But very next day, up sleeveless. on the roof in a sleeveless dress. Now, if this were Virginia, 
That'd be believable. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to be pissed. Oh, I was going to be dragging it in January, but that's got bumped again. <laughs> uh, so they eat and they talk about their romantic problems. They dance. She giggles through the dance because she's never danced like he dances. And then they kiss. And this is where I need to know. What about her is attractive to this man? (laughs) What did she do to be at all attractive to this man? She's not from Schenectady. I... I mean, she's a future girl. But it's easy to see. It's understandable to see why she would be falling in love with this man who's handsome, who has great manners, who has an interesting perspective on life. But she she hasn't done... I don't think she is. Well, I mean, she, she is. She hasn't done anything to be charming or interesting. She's rude. She's creepy. She's always unpleasant. She's different than everything he's ever seen. That's true. That's I'm true. sure he has seen rude and unpleasant before. But not I don't know. But the only time she was even happy with him is when he went and did the commercial thing. But then he tasted the margarine and was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> and she had to... Oh, it happened. <laughs> oh, I thought that was... No, no, no that's, that's toward the end. But, like, she's, she's oh, very unpleasant to him the whole time. And, yes, there are some people that prefer unpleasant. But he does not seem to be this type of person. In fact, he had said to his uncle that he wanted to love someone. You don't know him. You don't, you don't know his life. I, I just think, think that, that there's not earned... I think there's an element of he is interested in her, like, the the fact that she works and is driven and is a career woman. Because he talks about how he wants quarter the librarian, which a duke would not be allowed to do. <laughs> um, but he's interested in talking to somebody about something other than what women of his time would if have been talking to If the librarian was from a wealthy family, he might have. Yeah, but back then, if you were from a wealthy family, you probably weren't a librarian. That's <laughs> how wealthy you're. Maybe super wealthy, you spent a lot work. of time in the library because you liked books. But <laughs> are you a librarian? Oh, I own the building. But oh, anyway, also I and think Bella there might be a beast. faded mates Duh. bit of an element to it I mean, too, like love course, at first sight situation. I just feel like <laughs> um, that's right. It was, it was uh, the Twilight. It was oh, Bella? Okay. I feel like she's, she's not done anything. We've not seen anything that shows her, that shows him being interested in her. Like, he doesn't even gaze longingly at her from afar when she's not looking. Like, there's nothing. And all of a sudden, they're making out on the roof, and then they fuck. <gasps> Excuse me, madam. They, they the next morning, I said to Tony, because he's at her house, and she does not appear to be dressed in her bed. I said, do you no. think they banged it out? And he goes, no. <laughs> yes. And you know what? You know what else? Her brother is there, sees him in the kitchen, and is not at all upset that this dude banged her out. He did not bang her out. He is an, a gentleman, and gentlemen do not bang on their first date. They, he would never tell, but gentlemen definitely bang. You've never been alive in the 1800s to have this information. I'm sure they banged. They were... The same Ricky Martin. She bangs. She bangs. <laughs> hey, he bangs. And then he moves. He moves. I know the worst of that song. The nobility has been it. banging whatever they want for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years. So it makes perfect sense that he bangs. All right. So the next morning, Leopold right. eats breakfast. So and he, we take, see he, he takes one eye to the optometrist. Affixed a timer to the toaster. 
He wasn't happy with the timer on there. He affixed a different timer. You know what? Good for him to figure out the technology. <laughs> he's obviously wow. extremely <laughs> runs on electricity. Apparently, he's extremely smart. Yeah, because um, first of all, what would he know about electricity? Not a whole lot. He's Very mechanically little. minded, so he figured it out. Yeah, <laughs> I want to. You know, I want to see him figuring that out because he would have had some issues. And that's that's one of the least weird thing about this <laughs> movie. And Charlie talks to him. Like, what and if asks I just zap? Him, oh, son of a bitch! He's like. Do you think it's about time for you to tell me who you really are? Because if you're going to be with my sister, I don't want to see her go through Stuart Part 2. And Kate is always getting stuck with people who don't hold up their end, like me. And Leopold says, I understand, and I am the man who loves your sister. And that's enough. No, sir, it is not. (laughs) (laughs) They load the dishwasher, and Charlie's like, you got to wait till she comes out and sees you push the button. So she knows you did the dishes. Which would she think that Charlie did it if she just came and saw her dishwasher know. running? Or would she think she did it in her sleep? <laughs> know, are your siblings helping you hook up with people? I don't know. Here's a question. <laughs> hey, the dishes in our dishwasher are clean. Who did it? In our house right now? Mm-hmm. You. There you go. <laughs> That's not always the case, sir. It is not always the case, but just in this particular time. But then Leopold serves her coffee. Because you know you didn't do it. With Mars Capone and And it damn sure wasn't the boy. No, but the bottom is stodgy. And they spend the day together, and he sees his uncle's house that he lived in in 1876. It's I don't know what it looks like. His I room it was is like a, a daycare or a school. I thought it was a school, but, but then, then later, they go to a party. It's an event space. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> we don't know what it is. And he goes to his super secret hiding compartment. <laughs> Nobody remodeled that house this whole time ever. <laughs> Nobody replaced a single molding. They don't build them like that anymore. And then he finds his mother's ring, and she asks him if he misses where he's from, and he says he misses the rhythm of it. It was slower. And then that night, Kate is sad because it's midnight, which means that it's Sunday, which means that their time moving at the rhythm of 1876 is over. And then they shoot his commercial on Sunday. And now we have the ugly, the sorry. ugly butter. The nasty butter. <laughs> it's ugly, too. But anyway, they say that they're going to shoot the commercial on Sunday, and she goes back to work Monday. And he looks like he wants to ask her to marry him, but she falls asleep. So he carries her to bed and tucks her in. And she's like, you should stay. And then he spoons her and tells her he loves her while she's asleep. <clears throat> and then the next day they shoot the commercial. Leopold tastes the butter and is revolted. He doesn't want any part of this. Lying to people is dishonorable. And she's like, it's diet. It's supposed to be gross. (laughs) And uh, they have a big fight. And she's like, sometimes you have to suck it up and do what needs to be done. And he says, you sound like my uncle. This is the other thing. Like, she doesn't even seem like she likes this job. (laughs) John's like, you got to make sacrifices to get where you want to be in life, to live your dream. And I'm like, but is this her dream? She's paid her dues, and she wants to be on top, which is fine, I understand. But she doesn't even seem like she likes this job. Let's also, gentlemen or not, you can't spoon with a girl that you like that long and, and there not be another erection in, <laughs> in New York. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that one was not big enough to talk about. Have we it seen... It wasn't the miraculous Roebling's erection. <laughs> well... That one's enormous. There. I just assumed huge Jackman would... <laughs> she's like, look... I'm tired, and you if you'd ever had to work to survive, maybe you'd understand. that peddling a little crap is worth it for the break she'll get when this is over. And then he's like, fine. And he goes back and finishes the commercial. But on the way home, she ends things between them. She says, we're kidding ourselves. We don't even know each other. And it was a lovely weekend, but it's over. 
And I'm not sure if he's uh, aware of a sling. <laughs> and the dog decided he's walking through Carly to get to Elaine. <laughs> he's determined. He's out of her chair. <laughs> Hell, you're such a butthead. And then banged his ears on the table. Ooh. And then he realizes he has that she still doesn't believe completely that he is who he says he is. And then that night, we see them both very sad. <laughs> And then we check back in with Stuart, who is losing his mind in the psych ward, and tells the nurse he knows he sounds crazy. And he's like, the thing is, I saw someone no one else can see, and nobody believes me. We've seen and him move that before. I want to see the romance between Stuart and, and this and Gretchen. <laughs> yes, I really do. I think it'd be a better movie. Because she believes him, and she breaks him out. <laughs> And then you never see her again. Like, yeah. she should be with yeah. him the rest of the movie. I wanted a post credit scene where you see them time traveling together. Oh, that would be cool. They're, like, running from dinosaurs and diving in. And, and they're, you know, jumping French, off, French Revolution eating Jumping off, of um, like, Notre Dame or yeah. something. <laughs> that would have been cool. Um, that would have been cool. See? Could we... Elaine needs someone, to be a script doctor. Yeah. So Call he goes Jackie. home, and Leopold awakens to him reading something. And I'm like, is it a draft of the apology letter? Because he's like, I see some things have happened since I went away. and uh, But you have to go back. And Kate is called to JJ's office on Monday and told she's getting the promotion. It will be announced tonight at the party. The first person she wants to talk to is Leopold, and she calls Stuart's place and talks as if Leopold is there on the answering machine. But he isn't. Stuart is. Charlie pops into Stewart's and asks about Leo and learns that he went home. And then Charlie sees the pictures and realizes Leopold was really a duke from the 1876. One picture surprises him and he shows it to Stuart. Leopold is back home preparing for the ball. Kay prepares for the party at work and notices that the elevator is working again. And then she leaves and notices Otis is written on it. And she arrives at the party and it's at Leopold's uncle's home. And I said, which I guess can be rented for events. <laughs> you know what it is? No, no, that makes it amazing. <laughs> that Kate goes amazing. upstairs Just to amazing. Leopold's quarters, and we cut to Leopold telling his uncle he'll announce his bride at midnight. And he's like, let's skip all of this. Who do you want me to pick? Who has the most money? Miss Tree. Consider it done. From Schenectady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stuart and Charlie arrive at the party to get Kate. She was supposed to go back with Leopold, and they tell her she has to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge in the next 23 minutes and give up, and they give her some pictures, but JJ is introducing her, so she runs away. She still has the pictures. She goes on stage and starts to talk about how CRG is a find-what-people-want business, and um, this business works to make what people want, so imagine what they can do together, because there's a merger. That's why she's getting promoted. JJ's moving to the England office, and she's going to be the boss in the New York. Schenectady. <laughs> and then she sees the picture with. Her I really wish there would be someone in this in this you're movie in modern time named you're, Tree. You're talking over the most important point. She sees a picture with herself in it in Which, 1876. How does that work? It's <laughs> amazing. And then ends up realizing what she really wants is not this promotion. What she really wants is Leopold, and she's going to go back. 1876. <laughs> Marty, we gotta go back in time. <laughs> and then she has to go. The picture of her, the top of her head starts to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> so she and Stuart and Charlie end up running to the bridge so she Heavy. can take her leap. 
She has to walk so across the, the border. <laughs> she makes it and says goodbye just as a police officer tries to stop her. But she's gone. It's 1876. She makes it to the ball, but they don't want to let her in. Otis steps in. She convinces him. She makes it in just in time for Leopold to see her and name her as his bride. They kiss. They dance. The end. And Tony no one, was like, Whoo, they don't want us to see yeah, what happens after this Don't part. think about it. Don't think about this. Don't the wanna... end. But I have a... Anyway. So... I have a couple questions. And the end. So this woman who has living in modern times is suddenly in 1876 mm-hmm. with no skills of 1876. My and thing, she didn't bring anything. So she, she didn't bring anything with her. She doesn't even have like her jewelry which or I anything had, that maybe they could which use I had, for money because he's broke. <laughs> which, which I had written down. Which her like, jewelry wouldn't be worth anything because it's probably not real. Mm-hmm. It might be real. Mm-hmm. Now, with 2001, that was the time of fakes. <laughs> they, how would they know? <laughs> in 1876, fake jewelry's not really a thing. <laughs> she could have had a lot of lab-created diamonds. <laughs> Those aren't fake. I'm just saying, they're cheaper than regular diamonds. Yes, that's true, but lab-created diamonds aren't fake diamonds. I'm talking about cubic zirconius. Or plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and they wouldn't know because... How the fuck th- would they know? I think you could tell the difference between a, really? a, a rock and a piece of plastic. Really? I think you do. Like this is a could. special diamond from... Well, I think they could do the like, diamond plastic, place. but glass or something. I don't know. I don't know what they know about all that shit. Well, if they could scratch it, then they would know that it's That's probably true. not a diamond. <laughs> well, there's that. All right. But he has adamantium. So. What did you think, Elaine? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I had to go first. There, there's yes. some issues with it. And stop. <laughs> all right. So my favorite character is Stuart. (laughs) Of dysentery. This movie needed lots and lots more Stuart. Well, that's true. My least favorite character is Kate. I did not like the way this character was written. And I don't think Meg Ryan was the right person to play this character. I think Diane Um, Lane would have been great. Ooh. I there's lots of romantic comedies where I find Meg Ryan to be very charming. Lots? Yes. Okay. You've got mail. <laughs> Joe versus the volcano. Vo- Joe versus the volcano. She's great in that. Um, when Harry met Sally, She's she great has in a that. lot of charm in that. Even Sleepless in Seattle, which is kind of fucked up if you think about the plot of that movie. She's very likable yeah, and charming. charming in this she's movie. not charming in this. She's wooden and unpleasant. And I get that that was, I don't know how the career woman was portrayed on screen during this time frame, but it was really like there was no charm to this person there's nothing likable about her even john thought she was mean to her assistant <laughs> um my favorite scene is when they're singing songs from pirates of penzance penzance my favorite line is well insertion of bread oh insertion of bread into that so-called toaster produces no toast at all merely warm bread inserting the bread twice produces charcoal so clearly to make proper toast it requires one and a half insertions which is something for which the apparatus does not begin to allow one assumes that when the general of electric built it, he might have tried using it. One assumes the general might take pride in his creations instead of foisting them on an unsuspecting public, which <laughs> makes me laugh. Right. And my favorite tertiary object is Stuart's avocado green phone. <laughs> like his phone in oh, his apartment, yeah. not his cell phone, which was also funny. But I just really like that it was that avocado green. Um... This movie's not good. <laughs> not since Timer has so many, so much science been called into question. <laughs> no, no science. They're like, science? What's that? Wait, what? They're like, there's a magic hole over here. No, it's really it. funny because there's so many romantic comedies that 
even if they're the plot is weird, but they still work and they have charm. I just feel like this movie you has know, no charm. You know, a better one of these. I'm just curious mm-hmm. if you've seen it. Have you ever seen Somewhere in Time? No. With Christopher Reeve? No. Yeah, it's pretty good. Does he fly? No, but it's a similar thing where there's a, there's a watch that can. He's from like the 1800s, and she's from now. I will Revenge. tell you of Revenge. all of the different subgenres of romance, time travel, star-crossed lovers is my least favorite. Um, really? Yeah, it's not <laughs> necessarily for me. I only like it when they go back in time to Scotland. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> subgenre. What did you think, Joe? My sub. favorite character is Leopold. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character is Kate. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite line well, no I'll give you my favorite scene first and that is any time that Leopold is trying to figure out what the fuck's going on because I like the fish out of water thing mm-hmm. my favorite tertiary object is Leopold's button up wife beater mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a wife beater with buttons in the front mm-hmm. <laughs> and my favorite line Behold, rising before you, the greatest erection on the continent, <laughs> the greatest erection of the age, the greatest erection on the planet. John did die. It was an early movie. I was like, nothing's going to beat you that. You see Stuart <laughs> giggling, too. He's like, hee, hee, hee. Yeah. And that is another thing, is language, even 50, 100 years, is yeah. different. You would have a hard time understanding these people. Mm-hmm. And sure, eventually you'd get used to it. But when you go 150 years in any direction, you're not going to understand a word anybody's saying. Yeah, it's very hard. The further you go back, it's like, oh, they speak English in England. Yeah, that was 500 years ago English. That's not English. <laughs> and I will give it a nay. I just, um, there was too many of, what? <laughs> Even the Breck and Meyer. Man. He was pretty good in this. Yeah, he was good in this. Solid. He was a solid number two. All right, Tony, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Who's my second favorite character? You saw uh, number two. I'm sorry, I giggle like I giggled at that like Lev Sh- Leo Shriver giggles at erections. My favorite character is Leo. My least favorite character is a tie between JJ and Kate. I think they were meant for each other. Mm-hmm. My favorite scene is the rooftop dinner. I thought that was cute. My favorite line is when Jackman ex- is explaining how, um, or Leo's explaining how Kate shouldn't date J.J. because he says, to court a woman under one's employ is serpentine. So it turns a woman into a whore. I was like, wow. All right. It's a stance. Wow. My favorite tertiary object is the quill that he made. <laughs> that was pretty, pretty beast. And yeah, I'll name this movie. It's, it's not great. <laughs> All right, my favorite character is Leopold. My least favorite character is JJ. My favorite scene is the flashbacks to 1876. Mm-hmm. My favorite line is the rant about the toaster mm-hmm. uh, that Elaine already read. My favorite tertiary object is also the quill. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, yeah, it's smooth. Yeah. I enjoy it. I like Hugh Jackman. I really, I don't care about anything else in the movie. I like Hugh Jackman. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. Because hmm. I had one. Oh, okay. You're going to go back with Hugh Jackman, and you have a suitcase. What do you bring to the past? You can't come back. Sports, sports almanac. Okay. Great. going to help you. Sports almanac. <laughs> uh-huh. It's um, going to help you in 1827 or whatever. It will. Because boxing was huge. So you, that gonna And it's you? only a couple it years off from starts. baseball. What's that? It's only a couple years off from baseball. 
Yeah, but is sport is baseball betting going to be a thing? Not so. We much. don't know that. No, no, it's not going to be a thing because sports betting wouldn't have been that big of a deal. Because what's this thing called baseball? No one gave a shit. It's like, oh, know. football. No one gave a shit about football. Men will bet on anything. They love to gamble. Men will bet on Yeah, anything. but will you be able to make enough money with that? Like I boxing, you can make some money on boxing. I'm just saying. Because they used own. to build stadiums that that held like, you know, 100,000 people. So you bring in there was no TV. Mm-hmm. What else are you bringing? Hmm. Mm. Don't bring anything electric. It's like, get my cell phone. That's going to be fucking useless. <laughs> I don't know. What would be Honestly, the most useful thing? My first thought was things that would be made of valuable things, like gold. Yeah. Because gold is gold. Because gold you know broken. that he's broke and needs money. <laughs> and so you might as well come with some something that's valuable. So convert all time. of your cash into gold yeah. before you travel? Mm-hmm. That's yep. a good idea. I said gold bars, science books. Bars? Yeah, the little ones, the little ones, not the not the old ones. It's like that's like half a million dollars. That's <laughs> a gold bar, is a case of aspirin, and uh, <laughs> it's science books. That's what it's gonna be mine. Would be science books. Yeah, penicillin. Because penicillin knows on there too. I would go with science books because you're gonna need that stuff, and you could be a Einstein. Maybe some herbal stuff, maybe. Who, who's Einstein? You're gonna be yeah. that guy. Because guess what I'm coming up with? Emergency. Therapy. <laughs> save, save Doc Holiday. <laughs> Would you want to go back and see? Maybe some like of those Grey's things? Anatomy or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Would you look for Doc Holliday? No. Wyatt Earp because I don't know if you could find them. Like it would be too hard. You know exactly hard. where they're going to be. Well, you know where they're going to be at one point, but <laughs> just don't go to that exact yeah. spot. Yeah. <laughs> go talk to them the day later or the day before. Yeah. Mm. Like Doc, you may want to start carrying a gun, Mike. Got to fight tomorrow. I feel like the Encyclopedia Britannica would be just good to put in your pocket. <laughs> Of course, it would be bigger than would fit in your suitcase, and would be very heavy. Mm-hmm. Would help you reach With velocity, all that gold though. And <laughs> you know what I'd want to bring? The coordinates to how to get back. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go there. Because you're I gonna miss. Stuart knows, and like her brother could come visit, and maybe he could bring her stuff. You know, John and I. While you'll miss things like, oh, I miss air conditioning. No, I miss heat. Because oh, it's miss, cold out. We'll build a fire. I miss hygiene, but it's cold over there. I'm tired of talking to these stinky ass people. <laughs> John and I had a conversation. Would you, if you could just go walk around for a day? Yes. Would you? Yes. And I oh, said, yeah. and it would kill you. Probably. And I said, can't. It depends on if I could go back as a rich person or as a poor person. Mm. And John's like, no, just yourself. I'm like, no, but can I go dressed as a rich person or as a poor person? Because only if I could go as an Looking as if I was affluent, would I go? If I just That's looked true. like Joe Schmo you from down be, at the tannery, where are you going though? W- She'd be Elaine Tree from Schenectady. It doesn't <laughs> matter what time period I'm going to. You or just want to dress up. I, but I would only go as an affluent person because poor people are, like, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be accosted or raped, right. <laughs> which we or pressed into slav- slavery. Bring a gun. I only would want to go as an bulletproof vest. Put that on my list. <laughs> there you go. Because oh, flintlock pistol to the chest. Fucking glocking <laughs> all my ammo. There you go. <laughs> you don't. You only. You only need one because you put the magic stick and they fall down. That would freak no, everybody but, out. <laughs> but you would need. You would want to bring all the ammo. For yeah, the you would because a bunch of flintlock pistols. Well, one will get you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, well, that was a fun experience. This is curious. All right, so Can I bring find the doll? us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. On Twitter at Movie Podcast, yeah, on Instagram at Movie Podcast Dogs. And uh, we, you can email Movie Podcast at gmail.com. Hey!
Actually, Next, he would be good for breeding purposes. He would be great for breeding purposes. Otherwise, Rottweilers didn't look like this. Yeah, they but they're a little bit be, different. Yes, but it would be great to. He's a very rare. A lot of dogs now are very inbred. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And tune in next week on the podcast. Relene's pick. Do you just remember what it is? From 2020. Whoa! Something new. Something new, hot off the presses. Doolittle. R D J. RDJ talks to the animals. Taking a break from the Iron Man. This is this the is... song that Sting won an Oscar for for this movie. I didn't. I did not listen to it until now. I don't think it was in the movie. <laughs> it's probably in the credits. Might have been some slim pickings. What is this? Is this time in a bottle? Until. If I can take time in a bottle. But the Sounds video like is like scenes from the movie and. Yeah. Won an Oscar. I do like Sting. <laughs> or it was not. Fortress. The police. All right. Well, we'll look forward to. A little... He won a Golden Globe. He was nominated for an Oscar. Uh, <laughs> who did he lose to? I don't know. In I 2002. Got... Stay tuned next week to find out. <laughs> <laughs>